This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane, one of the co-hosts for the Grind Season podcast, uh, a free uh, Odyssey podcast on the free Odyssey app. You guys can listen to us here on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And basically, however you're listening to it, just keep doing it. Just make sure you're subscribed to the show. Uh, we're back for another two-episode week. We only did one last week, took our own personal all-star break. And uh, and before we jump into the show, I want to introduce my co-host, Jason Smith. Jason Smith, what's going on, brother? Very, uh, very uh, happy to be here with you, Sane, and feeling very good about the, the Grizzlies' effort here uh, mm-hmm. to start, at least post-all-star break. So happy to be joining you, brother. For sure, for sure. Jason, of course, is the co-host of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear on 92.9 ESPN here in Memphis, Tennessee, or anywhere in the world on the free Odyssey app as well. Um, You can listen from Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m., like I said. Uh, We're about to jump into the show today. It's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, Only had one game since the last time we talked, but there's a a lot of things we can talk about today. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies getting a big win against the Denver Nuggets on Saturday night. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Any overreactions? I've got plenty of them. I've been pretty uh, neutral on the Grizzlies for about the last few weeks. Oh, I'm back today, Jason Smith. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk you, about you, that. You, were, you were neutral last show when you had your three things that you were concerned about? Oh, yeah. I mean, but I was that like, was neutral? Was that was neutrality? I ain't never been like we suck. I just uh, like, all right, it uh, is what it is. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, some of the things we could pull away from that game since the last game. We got some injury updates. Uh, Drew Hill had an injury update uh, on Steven Adams. He's going to he's uh, that article is available on the Daily Memphian. We'll read some segments from that and pull what we can from that as far as when Steven Adams might be coming back. Also got an update for LeBron James as um, the Grizzlies prepare to take um, on the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we got an injury update on that. I'm also going to talk about something that's not Grizzly related, but definitely something I wanted to talk about when I saw this uh, series of tweets on my timeline. Uh, Trey Young versus an Atlanta Hawks radio show host. Me and Jason both uh, at least have radio show hosts in our resume. I'm not a current radio host, but I definitely uh, would like to share this, uh, share my thoughts on this whole situation, being that uh, we both are able to speak from that side of the table. Um, and we'll, of course, wrap up the show with the segment you guys love to hear, who brought the seasoning. We're going to talk about who brought it since the last time we played. Only been one game, but I still think we need to do one uh, just to kick off this week. Um, so with that being said, we will talk about the last thing we did see on the court with the Grizzlies, which was uh, a big-time win against the Denver Nuggets. 
uh, a league that was as much as 20. No, is it what was the biggest league? Like, was almost did we get to 30? Yeah, we got to 30, right? I don't know what it got to, son. Yeah, it got nasty, man. (laughs) Hard to finish. Yeah, it was a big time win for the Grizzlies at home against the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are an incredible team, don't get me wrong. But you get them away from home, and they they do look beatable. You know what I mean? That that's kind of what they are. Um, they have an incredible built-in home court advantage with with the elevation there. Plus, they're a hell of a team, so uh, it just makes them almost impossible to beat on the road. Um, but the Grizzlies were able to get that win. Uh, I, I'm going to say it, Jason Smith. Stop me before if you think I'm about to jump off the edge in a bad way, in a good way. Let me know. But I'm about to jump over it, man. I'm about to say this, Jason Smith. Because if you saw me on Twitter, some of the things I've been saying, teams, I would like us to play in the first round, all those type of things. I think I'm about to say it, man. Hey, how many words is this? Hold on. It's five words. I'm about to say them. I'm about to echo John Moran on this one. I think we might be fine in the West, Jason Smith. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, have not, we have not learned our lesson whatsoever. Have <laughs> So what are your thoughts about the Denver Nuggets game? I mean, I I was prepared to come in here and be with you and be like, man, that was a statement win. And I know some others have said, "Eh, I'd rather wait and see uh, because we know the first 11 out of the All-Star break, you've played your first two of those 11, gone one and one. But I I thought for a team, you know, we've discussed this saying at length, you know, said it's fine in the West. Here, here, I mean, this will touch on what you said, but its best wins in the West were a couple over Sacramento. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, your split regular season series with Minnesota, you hadn't beat a contender in the West. You you right. can't pick one of those top teams, and certainly those games with Phoenix were without Booker, and that's e- that's even a different team from Phoenix. Was one of those, and obviously before the trade deadline. And so mm-hmm. my point is that you know after you know everybody comes down on you about well you haven't done anything, and probably fairly that now you have a win at least, and yeah it was at home where you've been dominant, but you have a win over a legit contender in the West that you can point to and said, you know what? We imposed our will against a team that's running away with the West. This is what we can do. And so, it, and again, did it without Steven Adams. Like Memphis dominated that game defensively without mm-hmm. Steven Adams. And I think in doing so made a statement, maybe even more so to itself saying that, yeah, yeah, we could do this. You heard from those, yeah. te- those, those guys and Luke Kennard saying this was one we felt like we had to have because they didn't have a win like that that they could hang their hats on a win in the West that they could hang their hats on. They've got that now, and at least it doesn't guarantee anything, saying, over these next nine because uh, it's a tough stretch. But at least now you can look at something, and Jenkins has got some evidence mm-hmm. for you. Say, guys, even without Steven, for however long that is, we'll get to the update. But we can we, we should be doing this against the good teams in the West, right? especially at home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, man, you know I had to just throw it out there. You know I had to go from one extreme to another, for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, um if, to, if you want to know where we are, this week will definitely show you with the games we have coming up. Got the Lakers. I think we got Denver again, uh, Dallas twice. You got a lot of games coming up in this stretch to really see, uh, kind of gauge where we are and if we really turn that corner. Yep. Uh, but Tyus Jones had a breakout game. Uh, shout out to Papa Jones. Stones, Stones Jones had a kid. Broke out. Uh, yeah, broke out. Had a nice breakout game. Knocking down tray balls in that joint. It's, it, it, you, it's somehow you get that pressure sometimes when, when your old backcourt mate Luke Kennard is up there training up. But, you know, you played ball before, man, on some level, whether it be high school, whatever you've done. When you're playing in a team situation and one of your guys is getting hot, yeah, 
it kind of make you know it make you step your game up, whether it's whether it's you know intentional or something you're even able to control. Sometimes when you know when your boy get hot, you know you get hot. So both Tyus Jones and Luke Kennard had great shooting games uh, against Denver. Uh, shot them out of the gym for sure. Uh, props to Tyus Jones, number one for being a father. Had the second baby. Uh, had the the older child in the locker room. I heard I haven't seen any clips of that, but I heard he had the uh, older child in the locker room. But shout out to Tyus Jones for having that kid, man. Being a dad again, and uh, looked like he had some, uh, you know, uh, uh, had his, like he had his breakout game since he had the child. A lot of people were saying, you know, they think it's because of you know the baby being on the way. That's one thing I will say about Tyus Jones, regardless of his age, he seems like a very mature, like family minded. Because this is oh, his yeah. wife, right? Not 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 knocking people who have families that aren't married, but I'm just saying the fact that he's he's married, right? That's, that's what mm-hmm. people are saying. Shout out to Tyus Jones, man, like for real. Um, on that, we talked about Luke Kennard. Uh, I want to say he was four or five from three. I want to say Luke is extremely shooting the ball extremely well <laughs> since he's been with the Grizzlies, if I'm not mistaken. Way and have we lost a game that he's played in? Um, hey, think, yeah, I don't think we've lost with him. Well, I mean, they've they've won what they're now four and two over the last six. How many of those has he, he he's played? He only missed one, he only missed one game. No, mm-hmm. no, no, he misses the, the game after the trade. He missed that first game. Those two losses might be the game that Luke Kennard didn't play in. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing, I'm just spitballing, just throwing it out there. But um, good to see him have a good game. Good to see him be confident. Shout out to Santi Aldama. Nah, he played. He played versus Boston. He played against Boston. Okay, yeah. Well, now we ain't gonna count them. Boston games don't. Count. Also, yeah, yeah. Played versus Boston. So that's that's one. Just one. Yeah. So shout out to. Uh, are we are we going with Cool Hand Luke? The nickname that came with him that he's had for his entire career, or are we uh, doing? I like it. I mean, we 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 can roll with that. I went. We can let it play out a little bit. I, I mm-hmm. do think he's going. Listen, especially at home, like we said, the, the the eight to twelve points, and a lot of them obviously coming from three. Uh, he's going. He might be the difference in a game or two here over mm-hmm. these last twenty or so. In the games. playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, they, they've been, what, 24th, 23rd, 25th, somewhere around there in three-point shooting mm-hmm. all year. You got two of the best in the league now. And I don't right. – you know, like we, like we said, same from the get-go, it's going to be about how long you can keep Kennard on the floor. So mm-hmm. hopefully you're doing enough elsewhere, cover up enough defensively where he can be out on the floor and make a difference because I think he will, man. I think he's going to matter in a couple of big ones here down the stretch. But I'm asking you, are we going with Cool Hand Luke, the nickname he's always had, or are we doing Nasty Nardo? Shout out to me. Uh, oh, I didn't hear your Nasty Nardo. I didn't hear the either or. I didn't hear the uh, – <laughs> I, 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 I like I Nasty Nardo. Once Ja gets done with him, he's, he's probably going to be more he's nasty. He's probably trying to see more Nasty Nardo come out. A little out. bit of sauce and swag to his saying, a little bit of seasoning on it. Right. Yeah, I like Nasty Nardo. Yeah, uh, Nasty Nardo, of course, uh, legendary Memphis rapper, uh, known for the song Don't Watch Me, Watch TV. If you're looking for a uh, uh his his Billy Jean, no, his if you're looking for his uh if you're looking for his Billy Jean, so to speak, that would be it. Don't watch me watch TV by Nasty Nardo. But yeah, shout out to Luke Kennard. Definitely coming in. Uh big game against Denver, shooting the hell out the ball since he's been here. Uh, I definitely mind, I definitely don't mind shooters that can actually make shots. Shout out to him for sure. Ja is coming back around. I told you I was concerned about him. Looks like he has some of that swag back, some of the the looseness, the happiness, the joy of his game seems like it's coming back. Um, was never really seriously worried about Ja because right. he was still uh, performing pretty well, but it just didn't look like the loose free 
you know, having fun, uh, easy, easy, easy 20 points that Job was scoring. Um, and Job may also um, be playing that way because he feels like uh, Steven Adams may be coming back soon. Uh, Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian put an article out today uh, giving kind of a loose update. Drew did something that's not the easiest thing to do, Jason Smith. He was able to uh, catch Taylor Jenkins slipping and actually saying something of relevance. So shout, <laughs> out to, shout out to Drew Hill for finding a way to do that uh, with uh, Coach Taylor Jenkins. Coach Jenkins today said, we have circled a range of dates sometime at the end of the road trip. That's something we have targeted, but it all depends on how he responds day to day. I think he played five on five two days ago. Um, he has another play group tomorrow, and we're going to increase the workload a little bit more. But he has responded well to individual work and five-on-five exposure. We're going to get a couple more under his belt so he can get his win back and confidence with his knee stability. Right now, uh, everything has been cleared for this progression and this phase. We will have a better update in the next five days or so. Adams, who is usually a jovial type, following practice, was operating a stair climbing machine and lifting heavy kettlebells repeatedly over his head while the rest of the teammates took turns shooting. Um, Drew Hill says that he thinks that this means that he, uh, you'll see Adams back. Like Coach Jenkins said, sometime at the end of the road trip, all praises be to God, if that be the case, and we can get uh, Steven Adams back. Listen, we saw them dominate defensively against the Denver team, hold them to mm -hmm. a season low points in 94 without Steven Adams. Where Steven Adams is most missed is offensively, where mm -hmm. Memphis is now 16th and rating in the NBA. Like, that's where he's going to help you the most. Uh, does he solve all your issues? No. But when you're talking about the second, third chance opportunities he's going to bring back to the table, right. really right. swag. Right? And it, forget, the, forget the stats and how he can help you uh, improve your offense just with, you know, second, third chances. But more importantly, what you said, like getting Ja back comfortable with his swag. When he sees Steven Adams setting that screen, Ja's in his comfort zone. And listen, I think – He's had to get comfortable with Xavier Tillman down there. And I, mm -hmm. I think you've seen Ja return. Did, did you see the pass he caught in the air? Xavier's uh, moving down around the basket. He's able to get it down to him. Like mm -hmm. he sort of figured out how Xavier can move, use that sort of – I mean, against the last, you know, two best centers in the league, you've seen Ja sort of figure out what he's got down there, when he can go to Xavier, when not. But you've seen him get his swag back. It'll be all the way back once mm -hmm. Steven Adams is back. And that offense that has dropped off – uh, Memphis has still managed to sort of get back to you know what we're used to defensively, but that offense that dropped off, it, that's what saying he can help with the most is getting guys back to their comfort level. And then you're you know once that starting lineup is back and settled, well then hopefully you're getting more consistent settled efforts from a bench that should end up being a strength for you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I'm I'm with you, and it's, it's really offensively that I'm most looking forward to you know yeah. seeing out there and taking up space again. Also, note uh, on the injury front, LeBron James has been ruled out uh, for the Grizzlies game against the Lakers on tomorrow, on Tuesday. Um, this Lakers team has been playing very well since the trade deadline. I believe the only game they lost was the game that LeBron didn't play in. Mm -hmm. uh, Russell Westbrook also doing well uh, with the Clippers. Uh, the Lakers come to town on Tuesday. Sucks for the fans who want to see LeBron James play, but hopefully this makes um, you know that game a little bit more winnable. Uh, you could put it in the in the, in the kind of a uh, much more manageable game than it would have been with LeBron James. Lakers are playing good ball right now. I think they're currently 11th in the West, if I'm not mistaken. So they're not. Uh, but only two and a half games out of sixth place. 
Yeah, which, which is which is wild. Um, Stephen A. predicted they're going to end up in that sixth spot and avoid the playing completely. I think. I mean, that's. But we're only talking about two and a half games, and they just knocked yeah. off the team last night. That's in six. Mm-hmm. That was my- and bro, we we talked about this. We talked about this the week that uh, John Martin, your co-host, was out, and I came in and I sat in with you for almost an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't buy this Dallas team, man. I just oh, don't. Dallas, Dallas is is fraudulent. There is no yeah. question. They've won one game with Kyrie and Luca together. One. And 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 you saw that they gave up a 27-point lead to a Lakers team that did not have D'Angelo Russell yeah. uh, in that game. And Malik Beasley was not playing well. So I know it you know that that that's but they they were already 22nd-ish defensively. That ain't gonna get any better. In fact, it's probably gonna get worse. And then other teams can walk, you know, because of that, other teams can walk them down. I, they're they're fine offensively, but saying if they try to go in for like a two year with Kyrie or something after this year, and why wouldn't they seek a longer term deal after what they gave up to get him, bro? You could be messing yourself up for the next few years. And then to your point, you're gonna be sitting there with Luca mad at everybody from Cuban all the way down through the front office saying these guys don't know how to put anything around me. You're gonna end up, you know, losing your chance with a with a superstar player a la AD in New Orleans. Bro, I'm telling you, I, I can see you saying that for a while about Luca in Dallas. Like, yeah, keep, keep news, messing news. up, keep spinning your wheels. Yeah, news before it happens, man. Um, you this is the summer you're gonna hear about Luca getting the hell up out of there. Like, I'm telling you, know, you you're, gonna start hearing, you're gonna start hearing it this summer. Um, Grizzlies have a tough uh stretch of games coming up, uh, starts tomorrow at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, followed it up with a game that should be winnable, can't lose this game uh, on the road against Houston. Houston 13 to 47, not trying to do anything. Um, then you got Denver again on Friday. That game will be in Denver. Uh, you got the Clippers who are playing well uh, with Russell Westbrook in the fold. You got those, those guys Sunday. You got the Lakers again. Uh, you, you assume LeBron's probably going to play that game. That's on the road. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, Shannon Sharp will be in the building. So we can <laughs> talk to that good old shit. You got the Golden, you got the Golden State Warriors uh, next Thursday at home. Really looking forward to that game. You got Dallas at home um, next Saturday, and then you have Dallas on the road two days after that the following Monday. Tough stretch of games, a lot of playoff teams. Um, I joked about uh, being fine in the West. Jason Smith, the question I throw out to you, what record and what particular games, even if you don't want to throw out a record, what particular games did you believe this week could be not only statement games that can make you and I say that the Grizzlies are fine in the West? Well, I listen, before we can say anything about the Grizzlies being fine in the West, they're going to have to win on the road where yeah. they've lost eight straight. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you Listen, it's four games in the next six days. After Los Angeles, you're, you're heading out there on that road trip you mentioned where they're hoping to get Stephen Adams back on the back half of it. But you, hopefully Houston is the remedy you need to end that streak. But then you're talking about saying you nailed it out. You're at Denver. You're at L.A. I mean, the Clippers. Then you're at Lost. You're at the – it's funny. You're at Shannon Sharp. You're you're playing the Lakers there. This mm-hmm. road losing streak? <laughs> at Shannon Sharp. <laughs> that five-game road trip. And you know when the Grizzlies have gone out to L.A. in that trip, it's been ugly all season. Yeah, man. So if we're going to be fine in the West, saying much like I thought the home win and the way you've come out of the All-Star break, I mean, you led Philly by 17 
even though you blew that game. That was a contender. You were imposing their will. Mm-hmm. We need to see it on the road against these contenders on the West. Then saying I could come back in here with you, you know, next week after we've done a, another podcast and we could say, all right, now we're seeing this team do it against teams, you know, some of the better teams in the West on the road right. as well. Because that let's let's face it, like Denver's 15 and 15, I think it is on the road this year. Like that, that's you know, for and that's a contender. You're 11 and 18, and you've lost eight in a row. They've got to get that figured out. We know a lot of it is role players play better at home. I mean, that it, look at Luke Kennard and Tyus Jones yesterday mm-hmm. at home. They've got to find a way to to end this streak on the road. And after after what should be an easy one against Houston, it turns up real fast against Denver. Go win a couple of those. Impose your will on the road in a couple of these. Then I'll be feeling a lot better about saying they're fine. Now, as far as holding on the two seed, I mean, Sacramento looks like the only one you're, you know, they're a game and a half behind you. They're playing well. Um, still not much of a defense, but they're outscoring everybody. Did you see Malik Monk 40-something off the bench the other yeah. night? Uh, 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 De'Aaron Who had was on crack? I mean, bro, it, Malik Monk, man. Malik Monk would have yeah, – I'll get back to it. I always I always like, got a soft spot in my heart for Malik. He's back, man. Folks better put hey, some respect on, on Malik's name now. But back to the point. I'll feel fine saying if they get on the road, four games in six days, get on the road, and let's see some of this uh, some of this dominant defensive play extend over onto the road as well. Show us that you're ready to handle one of these road trips. Remember last time out they were 0-5 on that, on that five-gamer. Yeah. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you, man. It's, it's a very important um, stretch of play coming up uh, for the Grizzlies, without a doubt. Uh, I think you can really make a statement if you could just, you know, especially if you can win some of those games on the road. It can really make you feel like we've turned the corner. Um, it's just going to be some exciting games, man. Like, you know, you get you got the Warriors coming in. You're back in L.A. You got LA, you get L.A. tomorrow, and you're back in L.A. Uh, the Shannon Sharp Classic again. Um, yeah, man, it, it's, it could be really fun. Uh, stretch of games coming. You get Dallas twice. You beat those guys. If you beat those guys twice in a row, you can kind of exercise some of those demons. You know, that team's had mm-hmm. – um, that team's had your number for a while. Um, yeah, so I think that you can really uh, make a statement this week for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, and other news. Well, before we say that, just want to thank you guys again for uh, listening to the Grind Season podcast here yeah. on the free Odyssey app. I am Anthony Sane here with Jason Smith. So far, we talked about the Grizzlies. Uh, one game that they played since the last time we talked. Uh, now, in other news, I woke up this morning about four or five o'clock in the morning, and I saw this story about um, Trey Young of all people. And I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I'm about to defend 
Trey Young on a podcast. Wow. For the first first time ever in history, I'm about to defend Trey Young. I'm trying to pull up the tweets. I had it. Uh, of course, I don't see it now. And I know I tweeted that out this morning. Okay, uh-huh. here it is. I got uh-huh. it. I got it. I got it. Um, Mr. Mike Bell, uh, who has a radio show in the Atlanta area. On um, 92.9 FM, not to be confused. With <laughs> man, I hope, hope y'all ain't getting blown up, man, today over this dude. But um, um, it looked the part was a person. We'll get to that later, Jason Smith. But, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, later on. Um, Trey Young put out a tweet um, after the game last night. Uh, but he had a buzzer beater win. Am I not, not mistaken? Is that what he did? Yeah, beat the Nets yeah. on a buzzer beater. Yeah, beat the Nets on a buzzer he was beater. Feeling good, saying he was feeling yeah, good. Feeling good, man. You know what I mean? Whatever. Shout out to you, Trey Young. You know, so you probably hit Magic City, got you some wings or something, amongst other things. You know what I'm saying? Big trick energy. Shout out to you. Um, he said, "We bound to fall. We bound to fall against the odds. We get up and go crazy. Greatness with a snowflake. Um, we move." That was a tweet he put out. Put a picture of himself walking in the tunnel. Put another picture of himself in the tunnel with a big smile on his face with a video clip of the game winner. Shout out to Trey Young. <laughs> so, Mike, so Mike Bell from 92.9. You having a hard time supporting. Yeah, this. man. Really, yeah, man. Really, you know, it's hard to digest this little dude, man. So um, <laughs> Mike Bell of 92.9 FM, not to be mistaken with uh, – Stan Bell <laughs> of uh of several stations in the city of Memphis. I think he's at 88.5 now. I want or WDI. I don't know, man. Anyway, shout out to Stan Bell, who was who was a teacher at Wooddale when I was there. Yeah. And uh yeah. Legend. Local makes record. me wonder how old Stan Bell is because he doesn't look old now. Makes me think he might have been 25 when he's a teacher in my school. But anyway, um Mike Bell comes call. in. Huh? Roll call. Yeah, it's the roll call. Yeah, yeah, I ought to get Stan Bell on the pod, man. I shouldn't have, I mean, let, let's let's keep it on. Yeah, I yeah, you know I got the ADAZ, man. I'll be on something totally different, yeah. All right, so Mike Bell, not to be related, not to be confused with Mike Bivens of uh, New Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth on the R&B tip. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Rub it down. Oh, no. Hey, you ever, hold on, hold on, pause. I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> you ever heard the song, uh, oh, God, dog. It's a uh, it's a Bell Bib the Bow song where he says, uh, 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 I was big is, do me, baby, do me, baby. Yeah, go back and listen to the lyrics of this song, it's gonna make you like just remind you how nasty the 90s were. Oh man, you know, it was it was nastier than R. Kelly. We just yeah, we oh, were, speaking of R. Kelly, like for real though, like speak, like there's a line that says, backstage, underage, adolescent. I'm like, what am I listening? Oh no, some don't make <laughs> yeah. backstage underage. Like, you play underage? Oh man, they, they say adolescent. They say oh, adolescent. Like, all right, bro. Like, so the AirPods were blown out of my ears, like, like on their own. I didn't pull them out. Like, my ears kicked my AirPods out. Oh, but no. yeah, different time in the '90s. But there was not. It was not not Michael Bivens nor Stan Bell, but Mike Bell of 92.9 FM in Atlanta. Uh, quote tweeted Trey Young and he said, "Okay, just more like the last two. Pretty innocent tweet, I probably would say. I mean, it's relatively innocent. They've been on him apparently. They've been on Trey at mm-hmm. ninety two nine. You know, just about 
I, I suppose, critical of of how much of a winner he is. But right. but yeah, I, I thought a relatively innocent tweet, but there there is a history there. Yeah. Yeah, of him little, being critical of him. Yeah, he had a little undertone to it, man. I can feel yeah. a little, you know, a little attaboy, good boy. Yeah, yeah right. you want to pat yourself on the back, well, yeah. do it some more. Now, now yeah, I mean, I could get, yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was some of that. So I went to Mike Bell's Twitter page, and he's got a picture of himself with a dog. And he's got like uh, an all familiar little, little smirk on his mouth. His cover picture is a bunch of what appears to be uh, beers. Yeah, it's a blonde ale. Hey man, watermelon lime blonde ale, bunch of beers. White guy, like he's about you know maybe fifty years old, blonde hair with a dog. Brother kind of looked the part, man. It's a brother who kind of would look at look at Trey Young is is uh <laughs> oh don't leave that alone. All right, so Trey Young responds to Mike Bell and he says, "Shut up, ho! I don't play for you." With the laughing emoji. Mike Bell then says, "Ha! This is where I got triggered." I was I was semi-triggered in the first tweet, but after going to Mike Bell's page, peeping him out, and then reading the second tweet, it bothered me. He said, ha, well, I do pay for 10-season tickets, so technically you do, in response to Trey Young saying, I don't play for you. Um, Trey Young then replies, you pay to watch me. There's a difference in an owner, all caps, hashtag levels, laughing, Waving goodbye emoji. Uh, yeah. Jason Smith, with the information you saw just then, maybe I was 5 a.m. triggered like like I was when I saw this tweet. But as I process this now, I still have a problem with it. And I'll throw some questions out to you, Jason Smith. Um, First of all, I know you've bought tickets to Grizzlies games. I have too. It's been a long time since I bought some. Um, and the, the, I'll tell you, the last time I actually bought a ticket, people think I'm lying, to a Grizzlies game was opening night in the FedEx form when they first got in the building. My ex-wife bought me tickets to the Grizzlies' first game there against the Washington Wizards. Might have been the Bullets at that time. But that was the last time I bought tickets to a Grizzlies game. I've been to a lot of them since then, but I haven't paid for any of the tickets. I used to work for a youth organization in the Grizzlies have had and have an amazing program called uh, the Tickets for Kids program. So because of that, I got tickets for my kids in my nonprofit. Shout out to the Grizzlies for every game. Like in a, if, we're, if there were 41 games, we probably got 35 games worth of tickets. There were certain games we just didn't get tickets to. But for the most part, you know, I, I, and I went taking those youth groups. Then I got into journalism and then I just go on a media pass. Having bought tickets in a long time so i'll say this i'm a little detached as far as what comes with that the, the what, what comes with the package of buying tickets or what you should be entitled how you should feel entitled about it and something i definitely can't relate to is being a season ticket holder i've never I, the closest thing i had was my good i think 75 dollar power pack back <laughs> back in the early early seasons of the grizzlies probably the first or second seasons of the year I had my five game power pack, but I've never been a season ticket holder. Have you? You ever been a Grizzly season ticket holder? No, just uh, hustles. Yeah, hustle tickets. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I'll ask you, what do you? What privileges do you think come with being a ticket holder? And do you think one of those is being able to talk to Trey Young as if he works for you? <laughs> do you think that's one of the privileges? No, 
No, no, man. But and and that's that's one way to look at this thing. But you but you're leaving a key part out too, man. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a radio talk show host, a mm-hmm. sports radio talk show host, who yes has ten season tickets, and yes with season ticket holders, some of them. Listen, I I, I talk to a lot of them as a beat writer uh, for that universe mm-hmm. that University of Memphis basketball team for the commercial appeal. Right. You would get first thing you get. I'm a season ticket holder right. in a note. That's the point I wanted to make. You hear that all the time. It, it, there, there's a sense of entitlement that comes with that, almost as if I have some more say so than mm-hmm. another fan because I'm a season ticket holder. And in this case, Mike Bell is pointing out to you that he's got ten. But, but it's important here to remember too that Mike Bell, radio show host in Atlanta, who's been talking about Trey Young and probably would love to get into a back and forth with Trey Young. Right. Why? Because for him, that's a good thing on a sports talk radio show. So you're coming at it from that mind frame. It's two different things. You got a season ticket holder who clearly feels a sense of entitlement. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, who's been called a hoe after what you what you <laughs> acknowledged was a relatively innocent tweet. Got a little bit of nastiness to it because you got to remember, he's a radio show host. Right. Trey goes and well, calls. We also know he clearly was fucking with him. He which, was wasn't, which wasn't right either. I know we can laugh mm-hmm. that off, whatever, but if if John Moran or whatever had called you one, if you'd been critical of him, we'd probably be saying something. Or any radio show host in Memphis. We probably have a similar, well, why did he have to go out of name? Set that to the side, because I think mm-hmm. Trey was wrong too in that. I, I don't think Mike is responding because he got a call to hope, uh, uh, in this case, the way he did. He's responding the way he did because he's a season ticket holder with a sense of entitlement, wanted to make sure Trey knew that, yeah, you are playing for me. So I'm with you on that vibe. That's the wrong vibe. But then also, yeah, I'll get into it with Trey Young because you know why? Folks are going to come to my radio show on Monday and listen to what I got to say about this because now it's made headlines. Sports Illustrated is writing about it. So it's a little right. bit of a mix. He's different than just your regular season ticket holder who who might say it in the dark, might yell it out, but may not necessarily tweet it or have enough of a following saying that the, this even becomes a story. But I, I listen. Mike's wrong. What you feel, the the weird way you felt when you read it is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree. I also think Trey was unprofessional to call the man. Listen, you're going to get criticized by everybody. And right. when you let this little radio show host get under your skin like that, you give it air. And again, more people are going to his side. You know what I'm saying? Because again, whether you think he's won or lost and Trey calling him a hoe, people are talking about him in his radio show. And most guys, you get worse than that. You don't respond to it. Lord knows Ja gets it every day. He can respond to every last one of them. So I thought I thought both sides were wrong. But, yes, saying that that nastiness, you know, a certain level of nastiness that we know goes way, way back uh, came out, I think, of Mike and some of the some of the way he responded. And um, also, Mike was up earlier this morning. Pubbing his show, you know, I mean, he was using this as an opportunity to do. And I, I mean, you know, that's just kind of how that goes. Um, and it clear that there's something. If there was a host guy I was trying to reach out to, couldn't get with him today. But I'm sure there's, I'm sure this is a thing. It's probably something reminiscent of Mike Conley and Chris Vernon, you know, or Mike Conley and Pal Gasol, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. It's probably because yeah, con- you're right. I don't think Trey goes there unless it's been a build up. Yeah, and I don't think he called him, man a host just off of one. For him, it's kind of, kind of the last straw. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, so clearly. Sure. Yeah. Whether it's just with that station or with Mike, clearly he felt yeah. like he'd been pushed over the line. Yeah, I'm sure there was a, some history to it. I read a couple of tweets that kind of made me feel like it was too. I would love to get more details on how ugly this has gotten. 
Um, but only thing I wanted to pull from this and is that, you know, you hear those type of things all the time, you know, but I'm a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. And and people say that, and I hate to be insensitive about it. Cause like I said, I've never been a season ticket holder. My budget doesn't allow me to be a season ticket holder for anything. By God's grace, I've been able to watch my favorite sports teams for free, whether it be Tiger basketball, whether it be Tiger football, whether it be the Grizzlies. I've never paid for any of that stuff. You know what I mean? I've got it all via media passes or, or and a lot of those media passes were me, you know, doing something for free. So it was, you know, it was work or whatever, but, um, I'm, I'm blessed to do that. And, but I don't really understand. I can't, it's hard to speak about it. I hate to call people entitled for something I'm literally not able to do. You know what I mean? So, um, cause, but I hear people say these type of things and it bothers me because they talk about being a season ticket holder. Like, they're doing a public service or something <laughs> like that. Like but you're being, you're paying for entertainment, bro. Like at the end of the day, like you're not. And, and even with the entertainment aspect of it, you tell me if you disagree, but to me paying for, if I, if I'm paying to watch theater, there's a certain expectational trade-off. I think transaction that should happen where if I'm paying for theater or a concert, or a comedy show or whatever, you're putting you're putting on a performance before me. I'm paying for that service, so I should expect a certain level of entertainment compared to the amount of money that I spend. I think sports are a little different because I'm doing something here that I was I was doing for free all my life. That was it's a competition between me and the person across from people across from me that we would do, not maybe to this level, but something that we would do even though you guys weren't here. I think that I think that any grievance you have would be towards the owner of this team and not towards the individual athletes. You kind of get what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not like it's not like you're it's not like you're paying to go watch somebody put on a show. You're watching a comp. You're paying for the the right to watch a competition. So I don't. Th- I think your rights are even more diminished in sports than they would be in theater, comedy, concerts, etc. You kind of get what I'm trying to say. A little bit. I, I, it, to me, it's still for. anything. We can call it a competition, but it still form. It still falls under the umbrella of it. Yeah, it's, it's entertainment. From that, but it's from that like, theater to that basketball game, like it's all it's entertainment. Obviously, that you've come to watch, and it's a different form. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that all falls under the same umbrella. I I I, I get what you're saying that right. there's a difference, but but I, I do think, and and I don't think it's the majority of season ticket holders. Like that should be said as well. But I do think with that comes a sort of uh, uh we said it a sense of entitlement but almost like i'm an owner i'm part of this team i get more i don't know saying maybe it's the perks they get when they're you know before the game they can rub elbows with some of these dudes or after and they're hey i'm a season hit ticket holder so i got first dibs on jaws kicks because I'm, I'm a i'm one of the the upper level season ticket holders i don't know if it's that and being around the players or what and i certainly don't think that's the case here in, in mike bell's uh situation but I, I just think in, in a lot of those instances, man, where you got some of these season ticket holders, remember the number was important for him to put out there too. I got right. 10, of them. 10 of them. That's, that's more of a say-so than somebody else who might have two. And remember, mm-hmm. you play for me. I think I think with that comes sort of a uh, uh, this feeling of I've got more say-so. I'm really ownership because I'm more invested than the right. average fan, and that's a nasty. That's where that that's where the line has to be. That's, you that's can't. What I'm saying. Trey, Trey Young and them. You are not, as Trey told him, you are not ownership. 
you don't sign my check. Uh, uh, if you stop paying for your season tickets, there'll be another person, uh, maybe another in here to buy those season tickets right. to me. So you don't have any more of a say so than that. But I think that's the other part. Mike also thinks he's got a say so here and willing to go public with it because he's got a radio show, man, that he knows this mm-hmm. will be uh, uh, attention will be drawn to it. Publicity will be drawn to it. And you got a dude who looks like, you know, got a little bit of a of, a, of an, you know, that that kind of attitude. But uh-huh. now you get into dangerous lines, man, when you start talking with a, a, a plantation vibe like yeah, I up, because I have 10 season tickets. Right. Yeah. And he, and and like back to what I was saying earlier, I'm still trying to make sense of what I was saying. I had all day to put this together. I should have should have like really made some sense of what I'm trying to say. But um like like Trey Young or John Moran or NBA players, athletes, they're playing with the intention of winning a championship. Like they're they're we're trying, I'm trying to beat you. They don't want to beat this team. We're playing so I can be the best at what I do. They're not doing it. It's like they're not coming out there, man. Let's go put on a show for the fans. Like, it's like, man, we're trying to win games. Like, we're trying to win a championship. So it's like that that entertainment element, like, what I owe you, like, I don't owe you anything. I'm out here trying to win a championship. You guys are watching me while I do that. You kind of yeah. get on. It's, it's just different to me than going to watch a stand-up comedy show when Dave Chappelle sucks. You know what I mean? Oh, which ain't never happened. I ain't never seen it. But I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different to me. But anyway, um, it's, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of looking at it from eyes where I troll on Twitter. I give guys a hard time. I clown the Jake Larabias of the world. Yeah, and these type of things. But there's certain there's certain lines I don't cross. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna tag Jake Larabia and say, Jake Larabia, you suck. But people might think that's even worse. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to to kind of get more understanding. Do you, do you ever quote tweet something a player says like? No. Mike did in this instance. I think that adds to it too. It'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if he just said, "Hey, Trey says that they need to do it a little bit more." It's another thing when you grab right. his tweet and quote tweet it. I think too, mm-hmm. that's more of a. Um, I don't know. You're putting more of an emphasis on it. You're, you know, what I'm saying. I, I, but, but how regularly does that happen? I suppose. Yeah. And, and and as part of that, I know that Trey looked at as the attack. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I thought Trey too, man. You can't respond the way he did because. Not just not just you got to be professional, but you give him what he wants, which is attention. In the right. end, that's all it is. Which Where, Trey probably could. I don't go to games, so I don't go to games like that. So I'm assuming this guy probably does. I'm assuming he but, does. But, I'm like you. You made the best point. There had to have been a buildup. He's yeah. not getting. He's not getting like that and calling some inconsequential radio show for the most part, at least from a national. Yeah. So Trey think he was talking to a fan. He knew he was talking to a radio host who's been hundred percent. I wonder what would Trey Young say to me if he read some of my tweets about Trey. <laughs> I don't know. For, for that day, Mike Bell mattered to him enough to to give it that air, right? You know? And I thought that, that that was a mistake in itself because you give that man, mm-hmm. you know, you give that man a story. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that segment, Jason. Smith. We did something a little different. Yeah. Got to talk about something from from another team or whatever. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, again, you guys are listening to Grind Season. We are at Memphis Grizzlies Podcast. If you're just tuning in, you might thought we are a, uh, a uh, social podcast or Atlanta Hawks um, podcast, mm-hmm. but we're not. We are Memphis Grizzlies Podcast. You hear us twice a week here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share the podcast and do whatever you need to do. Thank you guys for rocking with us as we get ready to rock up an- uh, uh, wrap up another show. But before we do that, Jason Smith, we will ask the question. I'm sure all of you have been wondering. Since the last time we did one of these is who brought the seasoning? Jason Smith. The Grizzlies played one game since the last time we uh, talked. They played that big win, won that big game against the Denver Nuggets. Got them up out of here. Brought them to Memphis, beat the hell out of them, put them back on the plane, sent them over to the Western to sleep good and got that ass up out of here. <laughs> who brought the seasoning? Jason Smith and why? Uh, you mentioned him earlier. My guy's going to be Tyus Jones. It's just one game. You'd like to see more, but we got, you know, we only have one game to look at. My, what a game it was. But for him, you mentioned, it. I don't know if it's what's going on home with the with the child or what, but the man had not hit a three in seven straight games. He'd only, listen, he'd only taken eight in the seven games, gone 0 of eight combined. He took 10 against Denver, makes five of them, breaks out of the slump in a big way. And I, you just hope for him that it continues, you know, get seeing, you know, seeing, like you said, seeing Luke hit a couple, whatever it was, the confidence was back. He had lost it. A couple of those games in the last seven, he didn't even take a three or attempt one. His confidence was gone. It feels like it's restored. That's what, uh, that's what I'm, that's it. It's, it's that Tyus Jones confidence. It was mm-hmm. back on Saturday night. Hopefully it extends uh, with, against the Lakers on Tuesday and then, more importantly, into this road trip, man. They need it. He is such a he is such an impact guy for this team when he is playing with that just professionalism and confidence. Just a lot of times you look, you know, twenty and five with John Morant last year. Tyus Jones was a big part of it. Certainly need to be bigger. That that man was he hadn't hit a three since the the uh, since February first. He gone the entire month until this past game against Denver. So. Uh, happy for Tyus that he broke out of it at least for a game and hoping to see it continue, sir. Shout out to Tyus Jones for sure. I will yep. um, share the seasoning with another brother. And, uh, we're going to call it, I think the season is going to be infamil, is what we're going to say. <laughs> That's what we're going to say that Tyus Jones was, was sharing um, <laughs> another night. And he was sharing it with his infamil brother, who I believe gets the season this week. And that will be Xavier Tillman. I'm glad shout you were to, there. Yeah. Shout out to uh to uh Tyus Jones for I think you talk about pressure. Tyus Jones having that baby coming to this world. We all know the words that come with fatherhood, where you know your wife's about to have the child any day now. Uh Xavier Tillman may have pressure release too for being the for for Tyus Jones taking the pressure off of him of having this other dude to have two kids under the age of uh 24 or 25, whatever age Tyus Jones is. Um Xavier Tillman, he has two. Tyus got two. Maybe that's why Xavier Tillman had such a big game against Denver. Um, Xavier Tillman finished the game with 12 points, seven rebounds, four assists, looking like baby 
uh, Jokic out there, which is which is one of the you know it's one of the comps he actually got a very poor man Jokic is one of the comps he got coming out mm-hmm. of college and did not miss a shot. Huh? Yep. Was plus twenty a uh, team high plus twenty five too to your to add did on to your didn't miss a shot man did but not miss a shot in the game against uh, the best two centers in the uh, league the last year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, Drew points out Tyus is twenty six. Yep. Um, Tyus Jones twenty six. Got two kids. Married, Xavier Tillman, two kids. He's under twenty six allegedly. Hopefully he's under two. He doesn't look. He looks like he's about 36, 46, But Tillman had a great game. Uh, shout out to him. The Infamil brothers up late sprinkling that Infamil in their baby bottle, putting it on their hand to see if it's uh is warm or hot, too hot for the baby. Both of them had super hot games. Drew Baird, our producer, texted and told me it's 24. If you want to believe that, it's fine. <laughs> it looked like some of his hair is actually, and I am I look at it and wish it was, looked like some of his hair is actually coming back. Coming back. Yeah, he probably yeah. had a little treatment. He probably had since, a little treatment. since he went lower, it, it looked like it came back strong. Yeah. Todd Jones, why don't your pubic hair head ass go get some of that uh, Xavier Man. Tillman surgery? Man, uh, Todd, you know, I, don't, I don't play for you, Hope. I don't play for you. <laughs> Trey Young got that clap back, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Jason Smith, that's another one. Uh, another grind season of the work. Shout out to the Infamil brothers, Tyus Jones and Xavier Timmer. Up late, these other dudes out there fighting and acting a fool, playing the game and partying, drinking, doing whatever they're doing. And these dudes at the house with their wife, changing bottles and shit. <laughs> Shout out to Tyus wow. Jones yeah. and Xavier Tillman, man. Two one of, two one of age 26 and married. Married men out here. But, yeah, we thank you guys for tuning in with us again. Uh, please do not um, quote tweet this with anything that would cause us to call you a hoe on Twitter because y'all know <laughs> I would do it in a minute. For Jason Smith, this is Anthony the same. Drew Barrett on the ones and twos. Keep grinding and we out.